How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Uh, joining us here in studio, our good buddy, uh, Bill Baby Schmidt, or Baby Tal Schmidt, uh, is hanging out with us. Well, you got way too many names. I got, I'm trying to keep up with it all. I wish people referred to you as the big unit again. You know, and that yeah. was just the best one. I know you're much smaller unit than you were back then, but it's still one of the best nicknames in radio. Yeah, it's uh, and you know what? And people always ask me about the, the whole Randy Johnson thing because I had it long before that. Right, I was back in the seventies because I was six five in sixth grade and true unit, know, yeah, a, a was, true unit. But units represent. I was units. larger at that point, so you know, uh, tall wise. So then everybody else in my grade, so that's where it kind of came about. I like that you said tall-wise, not, not anywhere tall else. Wise, Good no, work. Good no, work. you yeah. know what? I was, God, I was a bean. I, and the thing that sucked was all my friends played football, and they were all in the 140 category because you had to be at a certain weight. Oh, I, I know the, the weight class very, right. very well. So you had to be 140. I was 180. I remember checking and in. I, I thought I was, man, I, you talk about a self-image issue. I was 181, and I was miserable. I was, I thought I was fat, and then I look back, I was I was 6'5 and 180. Mm-hmm. I took off my shirt, and you could see through me, for God's sakes. It's just, that was just that big. And it quickly moves, and then all of a sudden everybody catches up, and you're like, oh, yeah. wait, how did everybody get up here? Yep, and then all of a sudden you're beating up on the guys you were beating up on before, and now they're beating up on your back. So I, now I get it. Hey, uh, this Bucks team, even without Giannis last night in a dominating performance, um, and we were sitting here talking about this earlier, uh, the big question, and I, I'll ask you this because you do the postgame show, the big question is, are Bucks fans, now hardcore fans or not, but are Bucks fans in general bored? I think somewhat. Uh, it, it feels more like complacency to me, Bill. Right? Because there's. It's tough to say that you're bored watching the team win that won 15 games only five years ago. Right. But it, it's it's tough because in a society right now, I equate it to playing video games. Right. And and people with kids and people that play understand that you lose in Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals. You just want to yank out the power cord, plug it back in, and restart the game right there. You just can't do that in pro sports. That's the that's the beauty of it, and somewhat it's the monotony of an 82-game regular season that spans over six months. So there's a lot of anticipation because the answers that we all want to know of, is Chris Middleton going to live up to the contract? Can Eric Bledsoe be able to carry this team at certain stretches when Giannis gets cold? If the zone comes and Giannis isn't able to attack downhill, do they have enough guys around that can knock down perimeter jump shots? We know a little bit, and we know that they're better equipped for it into the playoffs. Now you just want to see if they're able to actually do it come money time. Well, that's the big question. Is is, is Bledsoe and Middleton, because last year we saw Giannis was basically attacked and mugged in the paint. They, they sent him to the line, and then everybody else was trying to fill the bill. And the only guy that really stepped up was Malcolm Brogdon. Right. Now you need Middleton and you need Bledsoe. But I my argument is... The pressure is off of those guys because you have the likes of a guy like DiVincenzo and Kyle Korver and, sure. and Brooke and Robin Lopez, and you got a lot more shooters on this team than you had last year, right? And, and I think they're better equipped to play a different style, too. Last year, in, in points when the ball slowed down and the game slowed down, it felt like Giannis at the top of the key, go put your head down, drive into three people and see if you can either get a call, go to the line, or convert. Now they've used Giannis a lot more. In the pick and roll is one of the most... 
uh, used plays in the NBA because it's it's the easiest way that you can free somebody up for an open look. They've been using Giannis a lot more as the roller this year instead of the guy with the basketball and the ball handler. When you're able to get him looks inside without the ball, and he's moved a lot better without the ball in his hand this year, I think that's why they're a little bit better equipped to play that game. And they're all, let's be honest, too. Chris Middleton, the way that he's played here for the last two weeks, and the last two months, rather, since the, the beginning and the turn of the decade at 2020, he's averaging over 22 a night. He's hitting almost 50% of his threes. Nobody expects him to be able to carry that load. But he's doing what Malcolm Brogdon was able to do last year in 50% field goal percentage, over 40% from beyond the arc, and knocking down foul shots at a 90% clip. That's where the answer feels like to me it's been... It's come from is Chris Middleton's play. Bledsoe, you saw it last night at certain points, Bill. He just took over that game. Right. He put his head down. He knew he was going to be able to get to the cup, and nobody was going to be able to last stop him. Last night was a night where I said, maybe this is Bledsoe saying, bring on the postseason. I'm here. I'm comfortable. I, he knows his role. He's not feeling the same amount of pressure, I think, that he felt over the last couple right. of years. Now, he will feel it once he gets to the postseason, but... Uh, I last night was impressive, I thought. Well, and it also feels like these guys know the questions that are being answered, but they're also more familiar with the system, right? Last year, however great how great it was, you go in 60 wins in the first year of a new head coach, you're still learning the ways to to benefit your game and the system as well. I think Chris Middleton's another example of that. He's shooting a lot more inside the, the three-point arc, 15 to 18 feet, where he really made his money early in his career while he's stepped out and hit a lot more threes than he did in year one, two, and three into the league, he's also blended in a little bit more of his own natural game. They're all getting more comfortable inside of Mike Budenholzer's system. And that culture change that they underwent when Bud came in and was the head coach, you talked to him, what, last week that was? Right. They have a winning culture in that locker room, and everybody he called understands it. Now championship it. medal. Which I thought was an interesting And for comment. somebody that's been around a guy that, that groomed that culture in San Antonio with Greg Popovich, right. Bud has seen it at every level of how you develop that. Now we got to see if he's able to make the adjustments once it becomes money time into the middle of May. So is there a team in the East that can knock them off? I really like Boston. I, I like them from the beginning of the do, year. I don't think they have enough. They're not deep enough. They have a lot of young talent. And if that talent plays better into the playoffs than yours, then I think... They have the opportunity to get bounced. I think they're better off without Kyrie Irving this year. Kemba Walker is a much more system-fit point guard who can knock down big shots, similar to Kyrie, but he's going to play Brad Stevens' style of game. I thought what Miami did really towards the deadline sure them up to, to be mm-hmm. a contender, but if they would have gotten Danilo Gallinari, then I would have said they had enough. I still don't believe that they have enough. Right now, they're the clear-cut favorite to win the Eastern Conference, and I think that's also where a little bit of that complacency comes from. Nobody is on par in the East, necessarily, with this team where you look at them and say, that series is for sure going seven. You thought it was Philly, but that team is one through four, and they are a mess up and down they're, that yeah, roster. They're a train wreck. Uh, Boston is a team, but I, I look at you with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think they've got good players, and even Marcus Smart off the bench, but I just don't think they, they're deep enough to just go sure. for the waves that the Bucks can throw at you in so many different roles right now. They're one team that is so good at home, and if Marcus Smart 
Marcus Smart plays out of his mind against this Bucks team. He had one game right. where he knocked down 10 of 21 threes against this club earlier on this year. If they're shooting lights out like that at home, they're going to have a chance to make it a very, very interesting series. They have the physicality that I think can match up better with the Bucks, but they don't have necessarily the size down low that they did last yeah. year in Al Horford, who's now in Philadelphia, to, to night in and night out slow him down for 36 minutes. And that's the other part of this that we're not looking at. We haven't seen Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe play consistently 37, 38, 39 minutes a night like they probably are going to have to in the playoffs. They're averaging 30, 31 minutes a night, keeping those legs really, really fresh going into the postseason. What is what is up with Joel Embiid? Shushing his crowd the other night. He is so far in his own head. He's so far in his own head. And some people are going to say that he needs to... Well, they need somebody to mentor him, and somebody needs to take him under his He's wing. Like three, four years into the league now? Yeah, that's your job. And if you're going to come out and say that you're the best center in basketball, and you're going to talk the talk, you've got to be able to back it up with your own work ethic. He just does not have that drive internally that we see out of the best player in the world in Giannis every single day. I see that's this, where I think the change is. I don't know what it is about Kentucky players, but I see it all the time with Kentucky players. They come out, and it's just like they're, you're supposed to hand them the world because they went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, you've and they seen just it. don't have the same uh, tenacity, so to speak. And a few guys are able to get it later on in their in their careers, right? Eric Bledsoe, for a long time, when he was in yeah. L.A., was a me-first guy. Once he got to Phoenix, he wanted to get his buckets. Now, closer on the other end of 30, you're able to see how the game can pass you by and how you can be replaced in this league. I think that's a lesson that Embiid's going to have to learn, but I don't know who's going to teach it to him. I... Uh... The other day we had uh, Pat Connaughton on, and I thought it was interesting because he said that they needed and wanted and thought they are being disrespected by not getting three to four more guys into the All-Star game. Are they? Mm, I don't I don't know. I didn't really see it. Uh, they, they brought up Brooke Lopez, no chance. They brought up Eric Bledsoe. There's just a lot of really, really good point guards in this mm-hmm. league, and you're not going to make an All-Star team averaging 15 a night. And having the inconsistent nights because Bledsoe can go off for a 28 spot like he had last night and be the most dominant downhill player on the floor, and then he disappears for seven on a given night. That That's yeah. not all-star numbers. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in agreement. I just, as I'm sitting there listening to him tell me this, I'm like, whatever you need to throw a chip on your shoulder sure. and make you mad, go and they, for it. And they got I, a I'll bag of lays on that shoulder. Like They're ready yeah. to go. They know the conversations that have been on them because, Bill, they got swept out of there 4 nothing after going up 2-0. Right. And in that game three, what was it, a double overtime game? In game three last year, they had that game. In that game, yes, they they had it, and they just let it, you know, kind of slip away. And in game six, they were up by double digits at one point in the third quarter. So they they allowed those teams to get back into the game and take them out. I think that also sits sits poorly in that locker room. Hey, if you're doing the basketball show, who's doing the uh, baseball post game show this year? I have not been told yet. It will be Tim Allen, and I believe the franchise may be flying solo. But you know, I'm always going to come in there and bug him every once in a while. Okay, I wasn't sure if you're doing you know all year round now. Once, you know, I've always said this, Bill, and I'm I'm weird like this. I, like, want to have world domination where I could be on this microphone (laughs) for 24 hours a day. So I'm down, baby, if I can. But if we reach this thing into the middle of June, Tim and I will have plenty of co-op shows uh, on here, I can only imagine. I'm sure, no doubt. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it, Thanks, we appreciate it, buddy. There you go. That is uh, Baby Tausch, Billy Schmidt, joining us uh, on, you know, here in studio, I should say. Uh, the uh, co-host of The Big Show on our flagship station out of Milwaukee, also doing the Milwaukee Probes postgame show. You can catch his stuff there as well. Download the radio.com app. You are good to go. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.